Bad news. Bad news for the state. Bad news for capital. Bad news for patriarchy. Bad news for all forms of domination. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Our monthly info show from anarchist and anti-authoritarian radio projects worldwide. If these news are bad, I don't want to be good. You are listening to Bad News, August 2020, presented this time by the Anarchist Radio Berlin. The monthly show of the International Anarchist Radio Network. For more info, check out a-radio-network.org. This month's edition features contributions from Radio Fragmata from Athens with updates on the current situation in so-called Greece. From the Anarchist Assembly Valparaiso with a statement on the current imprisonment of two comrades. From Frequenz A with an interview about the coordinating group of the 18th of October in Chile. And lastly from us. We contribute an overview of the last weeks of the current struggle of Mapuche prisoners in, as well, Chile, who are for the last three months in hunger strike. But before we start, we would like to share with you a short call for this year's International Week of Solidarity with Anarchist Prisoners. Call out for an international week for anarchist prisoners. In summer 2013, members of several ABC groups discussed the necessity of introducing an international day for anarchist prisoners. Given there are already established dates for Political Prisoners' Rights Day or Prison Justice Day, we found it important to emphasize the stories of our comrades as well. Many imprisoned as anarchists will never be acknowledged as political prisoners by formal human rights organizations because their sense of social justice is strictly limited to the capitalist laws which are designed to defend the state and prevent any real social change. At the same time, even within our individual communities, we know so little about the repression that exists in other countries, to say nothing of the names and cases involving many of our incarcerated comrades. This is why we have decided to introduce an annual week for anarchist prisoners on August 23rd till August 30th. We chose August 23rd as a starting point, because on that very day in 1927, Italian-American anarchists, Sacco and Vanzetti, were executed in prison. They were convicted of murdering two men during an armed robbery at a shoe factory in South Braintree, Massachusetts, United States. Their arrest was a part of a bigger anti-radical campaign led by the American government. The state's evidence against the two was almost totally non-existent, and many people still today believe that they were punished for their strong anarchist beliefs. Given the nature and diversity of anarchist groups around the globe, we have proposed a week of common action rather than a single campaign on a specific day, making easier for groups to be able to organize an event within a longer target period. Therefore, we call on everyone to spread the information about the week for anarchist prisoners among other groups and communities and think about organizing events in your city or town. The events can vary from info evenings, screenings and benefit concerts to solidarity and direct actions. Let your imagination run free. Check out the flyers in different languages and please send reports of your activities too till all are free at riseup.net. Hey. 
Okay, starting off, we'll listen to a report from Radio Fragmata. For more info, check out radiofragmata.squad.gr. Radiofragmata with an update for so-called Greece. The Greek government, along with its bootlickers and beneficiaries, are stumbling with a ferocious stupidity and volatile set of priorities. The economic crisis of 2008 that Greece has been used as a poster child of will soon be seen as easier times. The current regime hunts those it reigns upon with an array of impulsive decision-making and short-term gambles at the expense of the vulnerable. The police continue an uncompromising campaign of repression towards revolutionaries and all discontent. Acting as the forefront of the Europe's xenophobic wall to the Middle East, Greece continues to escalate ruthless pogroms against immigrants and refugees at a rapid pace in the shadows of the pandemic. All the while, the regime continues to flatter its European Union financier with ridiculous feint and hollow displays of development and modernization. While tourists wander Greece dropping coins into the pockets of its pot-bellied hungry bosses, only half of society can afford to take a holiday this year, something considered indispensable in Greek summer. Corona cases are at record heights. The daily infection rates are much higher, as we write this, than when the country was in mass and formal lockdown back in March. At the same time, hospital budget continue to be cut and redirected to state forces and police agencies. The state postures more to those challenging it than it does to the virus itself. Repression towards anarchists, autonomists, anti-fascists and all deemed enemies of the status quo continue relentlessly. Refugees and immigrants are in limbo, under constant threat of attack, whether by fascist police or regulation, tortured by the racist and deliberate maze of Greek bureaucracy, or desperately trying to be heard as COVID-19 lingers in refugee camps, immigrant detention centers, and homeless encampments in the shadows of the official infection numbers. Desperate proposals to squeeze profits from wilderness and resources hunt the beautiful lands of Greece as the ruling class seeks to compensate for a predictably failed tourist season. While society faces unbridled poverty, unprecedented precarity and a likely health crisis the government is clearly unprepared for, the state and the ruling class continue to plunder the money pit of financial relief from the European Union and invest its energy and resources into a status quo of destruction and law and order in pursuit of retaining its base. Like the rest of the world, revolutionaries, the excluded and the exploited in Greece, struggle with self-preservation. 
both materially and psychologically, as what feels like a stagnant apocalypse of coronavirus and right-wing power grabs continuing to plague humanity. While new measures are going into effect and a looming second lockdown seems likely, we find strength in understanding that our precarity is shared globally. It's August in Greece and most people are away from their homes or trying to be. It's hot and times are confusing and scary. Demonstrations here and there have happened, even amidst the harsh summer. Against the bill cited in the last report by the new government to outlaw and permitted protests. Fresh graffiti is all over the country, refining a feeling of popular and insurrectionary discontent. The church and the right are emboldened by the two-faced snake administration of the neoliberal new democracy and expecting to have enough bread in the feudalistic futures of the Greece to come. Greece is hailing victory as it got some 70 billion euros in coronavirus relief from the European Union. We know where this money will go. It will go to the contracts of the already rich and the hiring of new police to protect them and enforce their status quo. Whatever will happen in the coming months, we hope the next wave of resistance will be ignited in Greece and around the world. The struggle here lives deep in the discontent of beautiful hearts and a history built in the streets. Even if we never win, we will always fight. Now, for the remainder of the show, we will focus on different struggles and situations in Chile, starting with a statement from the Anarchist Assembly of Valparaíso. Asamblea Anarquista Autoconvocada. Valparaíso. Asamblea Anarquista Autoconvocada. Asamblea Anarquista Autoconvocada. En el frente de batalla, primera línea de fuego. Si mi vieja tan joven le faltaba siempre un pobre para comprarnos el pan. Hello, comrades, all over the world. We are talking from the Anarchist Assembly of Valparaíso and we will read a translated statement of the case of Monica and Francisco who are two anarchists taken by the state 
They are in prison now and we send a lot of solidarity to them and we want to share the statement with you. And from between the Andes Mountains and the Pacific Ocean, we send all our solidarity with all prisoners of all states. About the detention of our comrade Monica and Francisco. It's been a hundred years since the state of Chile hit anarchist comrades and social movement with the legal prosecution known as the subversives process. It's been a hundred years since the state and fascist attacked anarchist students at the University of Chile and the Magallanic Worker Federation in Punta Arena at the south. Both were repressive coups that meant incarceration and death of several comrades. A hundred years later, we are still here. And once again, we are living a new legal process that treats and compromises freedom and wellness of anarchist comrades. The state is looking once again to instaurate the internal enemy that justifies its presence and the imposition of their national agreements to perpetuate this regime. Anarchists and Mapuche people have been historically the favorite to be criminalized. But both resistance movements continue, continue fighting our worthy struggle, demonstrating to be a powerful and relentless enemies of state. We know the brutality of state of the rich and of little fascist groups. But we will not fall in the immobilizing fear in which they want to involve us. We will not criminalize our ideas, practices or relations. We will not go back. We won't divide. We will go deeper in our actions. We will not lock the cell from the inside. We are and we will be anarchists and we will have a great variety of tools available for our struggles. There are no good or bad anarchists. Anyone that fights with honesty are our comrades and our solidarity will be with them. Monica and Francisco are not distant characters or protagonists of an action series. They are our flesh and bones comrades facing the worst face of the prison system and they are part of a current revolt of an of ancient and bigger fight that includes them inside communities and human groups that fight against oppressions and hierarchy. Silence is part of the feat and now the pants barricade and word sound really strong. Julio Rebocio, José Domingo Gómez Rojas, Santiago Maldonado and all assassinated by state present. Mónica y Francisco a la calle. Mónica and Francisco to the streets. Anarchist Assembly of Valparaíso. Asamblea Anarquista Autoconvocada de Valparaíso. Next up is an interview done by Frequenz A on the coordinating group for the 18th of October from Chile. Hello. The following interview is about struggles in Chile. We did it in a written way and recorded it afterwards due to the language issues. 
and we are very happy that the comrade took the time to answer our questions. Thanks a lot. As not everybody might have heard about the Coordinadora 18 de Octubre, maybe you can explain why it was formed and what it is about. Greetings all. Thank you very much for the invitation, for the interest and the solidarity. From the social uprising of October 18, 2019, a lot of things have happened. Many people who were not political became conscious of the importance of the protest as a fundamental tool to change things. A lot of people learned to organize and to work in community. Many lost the fear, or the fear was surpassed by the anger and by the love that produces the understanding of the oppressed rebel. The repression came and there were murders, tortures, mutilations, and a lot of people were put in jail. When everybody realized the large amount of people that were detained and the very serious charges with which they were imputed, the worry was extended into the territories, assemblies, communities, and groups of affinity. An announcement was made to speak of what was a clear political persecution and that established that the most urgent needs were, first, to have clear information on how many prisoners there were, in which context they had been detained, and which charges were imputed on them. And second, to develop elaborate strategies and carry out the necessary actions so that they were freed. This is how La Coordinadora 18 de Octubre por la Libertad de los Presos de la Vuelta or October 18th Coordinator for the Freedom of Prisoners of the Uprising was formed, as well as its various work commissions. Those are Cadastre, which collects and systematizes information on prisoners and their families to support them in a concrete way, Legal and Social Support, who works with family members and supports with social expertise and legal guidance, National and International Communications and Networks, which is responsible for dissemination, propaganda, systematization of La Coordinadora's positioning and the coordination with other networks, support for women and dissidents, which takes charge of even greater invisibility that exists with respect to the prison for women and dissidents, and which is also linked to other networks, collection, which collects and distributes food and basic necessities both to prisoners and their families, and finance, which orders the entry and exit of money. Over the months, La Coordinadora has had its own development and has been polishing its political position. We do not negotiate with political parties. We do not support those who exercise sexist violence. We do expand support to all political prisoners of the uprising, anarchist, subversive, and Mapuche, and declare ourselves to be anti-prison. Well, I guess now everybody should know more or less what we are talking about. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what are you working on at the moment. We have realized distinct campaigns to gather foods and money, called people to rallies and courses, realized forums on political prison, music concerts inside and out of Chile, weeks of national and international agitation, joint actions with other regions of the country and permanent links with territories, assemblies and groups of different types. Although with the pandemic the difficulties have increased, as for everyone, we have managed to maintain continuous work. As the Coordinadora was formed during the ongoing revolt in Chile, which had quite a big impact on Chilean society, is there still support for the prisoners of the revolt? and the struggles to support them? 
The uprising was in good health until the pandemic struck, and while the lockdown interrupted the street protest, many people have continued to organize. Obviously, new problems arose, such as a lack of work and money, concern for health, increasing control by the government, which militarized our lives and has drawn up new repressive laws, and other problems that already existed were maintained or grew, such as the persecution of social organizations and police repression in the towns. This made many people focus on their own reality. However, the seriousness of the political prison is an issue that has already spread enough. People know it and support this fight, whether it be denouncing, spreading information, giving food, participating in calls, or contributing money. This is very important because even though we are in the middle of a crisis, people do not forget about the prisoners and are willing to do things about them. And what are the ongoing struggles or campaigns raised by the prison solidarity movement at the moment? Currently, much of the country is still in confinement, so many of the activities and campaigns remain virtual. Musical gigs and other activities are carried out to raise money for parcels, judicial procedures, or bails. We have also done a lot of dissemination and denunciation, especially by the Mapuche political prisoners who have been on a hunger strike for 100 days as of August 11th, and we have periodically called for agitation on Fridays for the prisoners. Little by little, some territories have lost track, so we hope to return to the streets very soon. Could you maybe explain why it is that important to do this work from your point of view? We believe in the uprising and we are part of it. We believe in the popular protest and we know that prison can be a consequence of it. Prison is a fundamental pillar of the system that is based on the oppression of some over others and in that sense, the fight for freedom of political prisoners is a fundamental part of the social struggle that is larger and that is against the system. As there is a call for a week of solidarity with anarchist prisoners from the 23rd to 30th of August, we want to ask you about the current case of Monica and Francisco. What are they accused for? And what is the perception of their case about the anarchist circles in Chile? Francisco is accused of sending two bombs in July 2019, one to a police station, which exploded, and the other to a politician and businessman who had been interior minister years before, which did not explode. In addition, he and Monica are accused of planting two bombs in February 2020 at a business in the upper neighborhood. These accusations are framed in the law of control of arms, and in the case of being found guilty, it grants a maximum penalty of 60 years in jail. In addition, along with the crime of placing an explosive device, they are charged with attempted suicide, injuries, damages, and identity theft. They have received support and solidarity across the anti-authoritarian world and from other groups. We must not forget that we live in a context of permanent persecution, and that since the uprising, the repression of anyone who rebels has been intensified. La Coordinadora 18 de Octubre is a space that encompasses a diversity of individuals and groups, and we have supported political prisoners regardless of whether justice declares them guilty or innocent. We do not believe in those categories because we understand that they have fallen into a context of social and political struggle, and that is what we defend. Francisco has actively participated in La Coordinadora, and now we support him and also Monica, because they are political fighters, because they are anarchists, and because we love them, and we want them back on the street. How will the trial go on in the upcoming weeks and months? 
They have been in prison since July 24th and will be there for the duration of the investigation. A term of six months was decreed for this, but they could extend it up to two years, after which a date is set for the trial. Legally, the steps to be followed must be evaluated since the accusations are serious, the penalties that are requested are very high, and the media stigmatization is very strong. As La Coordinadora, we are always aware of them, both of their most specific needs and the dissemination of their case and the agitation for their freedom. Are there any prisoners from the revolt which define themselves as anarchists and are still in prison? It's important to remember that the vast majority of the prisoners of the uprising, more than 2,000 people, are young people who were part of a social movement never seen before in Chile, whose dynamics were characterized by spontaneity, horizontality and multifacetedness. We believe that their imprisonment is political because they fell into a context of political struggle, not because they are militant or part of any organization. In this sense, many of them do not claim to be political prisoners, either because they believe that name can harm them judicially, because they want to keep a low profile, or simply because they do not feel like one. Very few have openly defined themselves as anarchists, although some have declared themselves anti-authoritarian. Anyways, regardless, the support is towards all of them. How can people support the struggle of the prisoners on the Chilean territory and the work of the Coordinadora from other parts of the world? It's important to make visible what happened in Chile because the movement was beautiful and changed everything. Because repression has been brutal and with the pandemic the control is increasing. But also because we know that there are similar struggles in different territories of the planet and it's important to unite among the oppressed. The political prison does exist, although they say we live in a democracy. We can all contribute to the fight for the liberation of comrades, either by participating in the activities that are organized, contributing monetarily for their assignments, expert opinions and causes, keeping ourselves informed of what is happening, spreading the information or agitating according to the creativity of each. The weeks of international upheaval have had a good response so far, and we hope it continues to be the case. The internationalist struggle is fundamental. For this reason, I thank you very much for the interest, the invitation, and the opportunity to tell you about all of this. I believe that the alternative media are more than a tool. They are a weapon, and we should not let go. Long live the counter-information media, and a fraternal hug to all of you. Free Monica and Francisco. Free Mapuche political prisoners on hunger strike for 100 days. Freedom to all political prisoners. Down with the prison walls. If you are interested in more infos, you can find them in Spanish and some content also in other languages on Coordinadora 18 de Octubre .wordpress.com Or if you like, you can also search for Coordinadora 18 de Octubre on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to get in contact, Their email is coordinadora.prisioneros.octubre at gmail.com. We will publish their directions on our blog as well. Our last entry for this month, Bad News, comes from us, the Anarchist Radio Berlin, on the current hunger strike of imprisoned Mapuche in Chile. 
We will attempt to briefly summarize the current hunger strike of the Mapuche political prisoners in the south of Chile, especially the events of the last three weeks. The hunger strike has reached a critical phase and many of those striking have started a dry strike. Depending on when you may listen to this audio, the results of this could be nefarious. To keep informed, we recommend the website of Radio Kuruf, that's Kuruf with K-U-R-R-U-F, radiokuruf.org, and capuchainformativa.org. Both of these also have social media presence. What we are hearing in the background are shots fired at point blank. The police are shooting at members of the Lumaku Mapuchilov, who were trying to block the road only with wooden sticks in their hands. Several Mapuche were wounded. This was on August 4th, day number 93 of the Mapuche hunger strike. It has already been 85 days of hunger strike for the brothers. We are reaching an end point. We are very worried. Since about three months, 27 Mapuche, who are imprisoned in several prisons in the south of Chile, are doing a hunger strike. The Lonco, or chief, Victor Keipul, described the situation in an interview with Radio Kuruf as follows. The health status is quite bad. They cannot get up. Some of them are not talking right now. Only when we have been able to go there, we have talked with some of the brothers. There are two Peñes who can still talk. They can somehow share how the rest are and all that. The first one to start the hunger strike was the spiritual leader Machi Celestino. More and more prisoners began to be in solidarity with him. But what's the hunger strike about? Giovanna Tabilo, a spokesperson for the strikers, explains it like this. What we want is that the government apply the 169 agreement. The 169 agreement and its articles 9 and 10 say that any person from an indigenous people who is judged can be taken to their territory and shall serve their sentence in their territory. So here it is appropriate that our brothers and sisters, whichever indigenous people they may be from, should be in their territory serving their sentence. It was applied in Brazil. All indigenous prisoners were sent to their communities. Why is it not being applied here when it was signed in 2008? Three months is too long for a hunger strike. And this already shows in the bodies of the strikers. A majority of them have already lost more than 20 kilos of weight. And what has been the government's reaction? Nothing until now. They stand with arms crossed. And what have the Mapuche tried to do and demanded? We have been asking the government to make a statement somehow. And from there we can set up a dialogue table. And at this round table we should talk about the Agreement 169. Let's be in the politics, and that's the state. Those are the people governing, who often, when they talk about the indigenous peoples, when they have a chance to talk to the press, they say that they are working, contributing, that they are open to dialogue, to build a social peace in the ninth region. It cannot be built this way. Para que de alguna manera se pueda contribuir una paz social en la novena región. 
De esa manera no se va a contribuir. Seeing the inexistent reaction from the politicians, some communities have taken different actions. Here in Mayeco we are working. We have occupied several municipalities in solidarity with the brothers on strike and we will continue to work and develop plans. This government has to react somehow. We have looked for spaces to dialogue. Yesterday our sisters went to the public building to pick up the response to a letter that we have sent them and this is the way in which they answered. Mapuche communities had previously presented a letter to the authorities, directed to the president. However, since they never received an answer, a group of Mapuche women went to a government office to ask once again. The police repressed this group heavily, even hitting pregnant women and detaining a sister. Before she was released the next day, the local administration appealed against this decision, even knowing that she is the mother of a baby of only three weeks. And now she has to stay in preventative custody for a much longer time. And now they cannot tell us that we have not tried to dialogue in order to end this hunger strike. We have tried. But if they do not answer, then we have to somehow defend ourselves and get on the streets. There are several occupied municipalities in Mayeco and we will continue with that. With support from the police and the military, on the night of the 1st and 2nd of August, racist paramilitary groups did coordinated and massive attacks against the Mapuche who were occupying these buildings, hurting many people. In the following days, demonstrations across Chile denounced state fascism and terrorism, which is very similar to what happened in dictatorship times. The concern now is the hunger strike the brothers are doing, because what's at stake there is the lives of eight young Mapuche brothers who are important leaders in their communities, fighters. Each one of them in prison now and doing a hunger strike are very important for the Mapuche. The restrictions on going to see them have been strong. At first the prison guards have not let us in, so we have not been able to go and talk with the brothers. This has been a very difficult hunger strike. But at least when we are able to finally go in, the brothers were feeling strong in their position and very resolute. Last time I was there, five days ago, they told me that they were ready to lose their lives even. They are very determined. They are there because of their convictions. The 6th of August, eight Mapuche imprisoned in the Angol prison decided to refuse to consume even liquids as part of their hunger strike. Outside, in front of the jail, Mapuche created a camp in solidarity with their struggle. But the next day, on the 7th of August, the police brutally evicted the camp. As of August 15, Human rights organizations have managed to establish some talks, but it's completely unclear if they will really lead anywhere. In case no agreements are found by August 17th, Machi Celestino has decided to start a dry hunger strike himself. The spokesperson for Machi Celestino explains what is left for the Mapuche. For us, all forms of struggle are valid to write graffiti, to record a video, to make a Zoom event, and any actions that could be done in solidarity and to make the government listen, because it is not listening.